Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hi, I am so excited for you to hear today's episode with Melody Miles. Melody is someone who I met a couple months ago, and immediately she was just a delight. I feel like her and I connect on so many things. I could have talked to her forever, so she will definitely be someone I'll be asking to come back on the podcast again. We talk so much about freeing yourself, about listening to your own voice, about honoring yourself. You are just going to love this episode. Melody Miles is the emerging millennial leader on rest, self-care, and creating space and life for your soul to breathe. Formerly an international expert at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, she managed millions of dollars and helped launch the global campaign to eradicate malaria. After working in 35 African countries by the age of 30, she found herself hyperventilating through a panic attack, confused why she felt so stressed, exhausted, and unhappy inside the life she always thought she wanted. After quitting her dream job, selling her belongings, and traveling solely around the world, Melody founded Soulcation, a company that helps fellow hustlers, perfectionists, and world changers develop regular self-care routines that revive the soul. In addition to sitting on nonprofit boards and working as an international sought-after consultant, Melody is preparing to tell her story on the TED stage in 2020 and for the release of her book, Soulcation, Living a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From, bringing her powerful and emotional message about why doing the one thing the world told her not to do was the best thing she ever did. Hey there, it's Ashley. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you're looking to gain more confidence, you can get started today by taking my free short video course entitled Four Mindsets to Deep Rooted Confidence. You can sign up for it at theashleybaxter.com backslash free course. So pause this episode right now and head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash free course to grab your free gift. I'm here with my friend Melody. She's the founder of the company Soulcation. We both use the same branding company and we just really have, I know that I've gotten a lot of them and I got to meet Melody and other amazing people. So that has just been a pure joy for me. Uh, Melody, how would you describe your life right now in a nutshell? You know, where do you live? Do you have any animals? All that stuff. Uh, no pets, no kids. I don't own a home. I was previously a digital nomad, so I lived in 12 countries around the world out of a suitcase. Um, but I'm currently in quarantine, like most of us, and um, doing that in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, have you lived in Nashville, Tennessee for a long time? Only a few months. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. How are you liking it so far? I know you're kind of cooped up right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually have a lot of compassion for people who either just just recently moved or were in a life transition before quarantine hit because, um, you know, you're certainly kind of um, not experiencing the place you're in as much right now. And I would say um, the gift of that has been through my own sabbatical and travel that I um, learned for the first time in my life how to have deep friendships kind of digitally and remotely um, through technology. And so I've been able to carry that with me into quarantine. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I keep telling people that I feel like this would have been hard to go through at any stage, but the gifts that technology is giving us by being able to have face to face, even though virtually is completely different than if this had happened 
like when I was a kid in the 80s, you know, been all waiting in line to get on the phone and <laughs> wouldn't be able to see. Maybe we would have written letters. I'm not sure. But I, that has been something I've been – I hate that this has happened, but I'm thankful for the technology advances that are current at this time with it going on. I love to do some just fun little lightning round questions. Just fire away. First response. There's no right or wrong answer. So favorite ice cream flavor? Salt and caramel. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> favorite animal? Tiger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for those of y'all listening, she's wearing a dress to have tigers in it. So that's awesome. <laughs> and then last question, um, favorite movie, which I know that might be a hard one. <laughs> But first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> You've got mail. Oh, I love Meg that Ryan. movie. I wanted to be Meg so Ryan so much in that movie. <laughs> I know. I know. New York in the fall. Yes. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> oh, well, tell us about your journey and what led to you creating Soulcation. My story is one of, um, I was a hustler. I was a perfectionist. I was a people pleaser. Um, I spent many years in corporate corporate America, kind of, as a humanitarian. I actually worked for the CDC and the World Health Organization, which are cool and in the news right now because we're in quarantine, um, as well as spent six years at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation managing their African malaria portfolio and um, supporting the team that was relaunching the global effort to eradicate malaria. Um, and so I had a life that I thought I wanted, that I had worked hard for. I had checked all the boxes, and I was deeply... Um, lonely and anxious and overwhelmed and unhappy inside. And I didn't know how to express that. And I didn't know what to do with that. And so I lived many years with, with deep anxiety and panic before I actually had my very first panic attack, which I didn't even know what it was on the bathroom floor at work. Mm. Um, not a great place to like not be able to get off the floor from. Um, you know, I think we all have those bathroom floor moments where life just hits us by a two by four. My mom had recently passed away. Um, a marriage really suddenly and unexpectedly ended. And I was faced with my feelings. Like for the first time in my life, I was faced with pain. And I, I really had two choices. Like, do I just push through like I had been doing my whole life where you just hunker down and muscle through the pain and like try harder? Or do I like slow down and tend to this? And it was a moment in my life where I realized I wasn't okay. And the script I was living by didn't feel good inside. And who wants to have a life that looks great on the outside, but feels miserable on the inside. So um, I quit my big job. I like got rid of my house and most of my belongings. And I set out with a suitcase and a smartphone. And I ended up um, living in 12 countries around the world. But really, the purpose was um, space and time for me to ask myself in all of my work in the world, kind of fighting for the freedom of others. I was certainly a humanitarian ambassador for alleviating other people's pain. Um, why didn't I feel free myself and what would it take to be free? And so that was the journey I set out on. Um, and I returned about 12 months later and tattooed the word free on my arm, which you can see right ah, here. I love it. That, yeah. Once we stop trying to be good, once we stop trying to be perfect, once we stop trying to be all the things the world has taught us to be, we can finally be. Yeah. And did that decision, how you're saying you had those two different choices, did that just kind of come, was it like, this is what I'm going to do? Was it a process? Were you talking to people? How did that come about? Yeah, it's such an important question because it really was about a six-month process leading up to that final decision. And I think a lot of people can hear my story or others and think like, oh, that's so brave or like, oh, how could you do that? And 
I think pain, like certainly pain gets us to change. And so I was in a really desperate, painful place. Um, and also did like, I hired a life coach. I, um, started listening to my voice for the first time. Mm. And as a scientist, I think what helped me in that decision, make it less like low pressure. I was just like, I'm just going to experiment, right? Like that's what we do in science. It's like, why not experiment with your life? So I was like, this may be crazy, but like, I know I have a, you know, like hopefully I'll be able to have a job to come back to like kind of just framed it in my mind mentally as, Oh, I'm just testing this out, right? Like, oh, I'll I'll probably come back to this old life and these like old people and this old world, but like I'm just gonna give something new a try. It turned out to completely transform every dimension of my life. But I think if I would have known that to start off, it would have been too overwhelming. So it was just um it was just an experiment. And then my dear friend Abby, I'll always remember it. She told me, Melody, leap and the net will appear. Mm, um, and that. I I didn't believe it, but I wholeheartedly do know deeply in my bones that it's true that when we leap out of something that's not serving us, we're always going to be caught by something that will serve us more. I love that so much. And did, you know, while you're visiting these 12 different countries, I you probably get compared to this a lot, but I, I think of Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> so, yes. yes. <laughs> um, do you... The, like, when- the new millennial Elizabeth Gilbert right here. <laughs> Well, I'm a big Elizabeth Gilbert fan, so hey, I think that's great. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell everyone, I'm like, well, it worked for her. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, you've had her freedom. And Julia Roberts was a fan of it, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do a movie of you with Julia Roberts later. <laughs> <laughs> but was there, as you're going to all these different countries, when you look back on that journey, do you see kind of where, how oh, I think of when I was in this country and that's when I really learned this part of my story or this certain part unravel for me? Or was it kind of just all little bits throughout the entire journey? I mean, I was doing different parts of healing in different seasons, right? I like I walked the Camino de Santiago, which is an 800 kilometer pilgrimage. And that was very solo and alone, right? So that was a time of like getting quiet and still in myself and like a very kind of um, solitary part of my healing. And then there were other months where I like lived on the beach in Thailand with 20 other people. And, you know, that was during my mom's birthday. And we like threw a birthday party for her, even though she passed away. And um, it was, you know, the anniversary of my husband leaving. And they like, um, we did a bonfire ceremony. And I like read out loud the things that I wanted to um, let go of from the Mm -hmm. shame of that relationship. And like, they watched me burn it. And then I actually, I have this ring. I actually bought it in Thailand. I wrote vows to myself. I love it. Ways that I would honor myself and got this ring. So there were certainly, I think, different, um, seasons to my journey. Um, I don't think, you know, obviously I was doing, I had to do the work, but the gift of, of traveling was, I always thought I needed this like strong, stable, community of people that would like hold me up when times got hard and I wholeheartedly believe we need community but it was actually beautiful for me to know that I could in some ways leave and do some of this work on my own and that I had the inner resources Mm -hmm. to create the healing that I needed inside of me yeah no I agree I I started solo traveling after my trauma and I it has been one of the most empowering things just to exactly what you said like to like, I can do this. I can handle this. I, you know, I don't have all the luxuries that I have back home or the conveniences, but realizing that you can go somewhere anywhere in the world and make it on your own. And yes, enjoy community when it's there as well, but that you also can just do it yourself is such a confidence booster. And so many things that just were very precious that I took away from those times. I love it. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm curious what the post-quarantine world will be, but 
knowing for me knowing that I can work on my laptop anywhere in the world there's such an opportunity as a, as a digital nomad is what they call us yeah um, of people that are choosing to design a life a bit differently where you go to places that you would on vacation and actually like work and craft this life that has both kind of play and beauty and newness but also like your everyday work and that actually in some ways is where Soulcation was born out of that you know Every American takes about two, maybe three weeks of vacation a year. They look forward to it, you know, but then they, whatever, they go on vacation, they come back to a a life that they don't like, that's exhausting, they don't feel good on Monday morning. And what would it look like to actually think about the things that we like to do on vacation and really incorporate them into our everyday life so that we're not really living this dichotomy of waiting for vacation to fully Mm -hmm. enjoy the whole human experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, and when you came back to the States, did you have an idea of wanting to create Soulcation or how did that part come to fruition? I didn't. I knew I wanted to write and I had been writing my own personal story. Um, but what happened is I came back to Nashville actually looking for jobs. Uh, so I started networking and I was going to all these meetings and people like were whispering either before or after or pulling me aside being like, how did you like how did you take your sabbatical? And like, how did that work? And like, can you tell me more? Like they were so interested in a, in a different way of living, right? Like one where, where busyness isn't like your mantra, right? Like Brene Brown says, we live in a world where busyness is a status symbol. And it takes so much courage to choose rest and play. When so many people, it's like, I'm fine, I'm busy, right? Like that's just what we hold up. And so Um, I ended up getting in lots of conversations with people and there was this clear desire for women who were busy that wanted a different way of living. Um, I was like, there, maybe there's something here. I was like, I don't have a job. Like no one's offered me another job. Um, so really it was born out of seeing women checking in all the boxes, but their own recognizing that we live in a society that's overwhelmed, that women are putting a lot of expectations on themselves, but have also inherited, I think, a lot of cultural expectations. And we're not always um, trained how to be aware of those unconscious thoughts, to to rewrite those scripts as inherited, which leads to a lot of um, self-criticism, which is, I think, certainly in your your area of self-worth, we're all walking around doing and achieving a lot, but still feeling like beating yourself up at the end of the day for not doing more. Um, and so I just now wholeheartedly want to help um, certainly kind of like the humanitarians and the world changers and the shakers and the corporate women and the women that are moms and employees and juggling all the things really help them learn that they can choose themselves, they can honor their self-worth. And they can they can um, lean more into rest and what feels good and drop uh, drop some of the balls that they're carrying right now. Oh, I I just love every bit of what you just said, and I think it's so beautiful. And I would imagine that a lot of people will hear that and be thinking that sounds great, but is that really possible? And so I know that sulcation is a lot of helping people on that journey. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we have designed a 12-step process as part of Soulcation, but it is based on the belief that you don't need to pull out your credit card. You don't need to book a resort in Bora Bora, that these are practices you can incorporate into your daily life, such as building a morning routine, such as making a happy list and literally scheduling your day, not just with like your to-do list, but also those like soul care, those things that make you happy. Um, how do you carve out space for yourself and set boundaries with your people in order to maintain them? Um, how do you take yourself on a date or a weekend away 
how do you develop a practice of journaling and writing to connect with your unconscious thoughts? Because science says that like 80 plus percent of our, our decision making is driven by those unconscious internal thoughts mm-hmm. that we so rarely slow down to tap into. So I really believe that actually women struggle. What is my purpose? What is my meaning? And I actually believe that it, it's really if I can help women create space in their life, like just create quietness, create time for themselves that they're going to be able to tap into it. It's just that we're going so fast that it's so hard to like deeply know what we even desire and want. Like mm-hmm. so many women at first will tell me, you know, oh, I want a promotion. Like, oh, I want to take the family on vacation. Oh, I want a bit more time. And I'm like, well, what, do, what would you do with that time? And mm-hmm. they, they don't actually know. And so we have to first go deep in ourselves and really experiment with what it is like we want and desire. We don't have to get the answer right at first. Um, but there, I think the practice of spending time with ourselves um, can be hugely life-changing. In a world that's always telling us, the self-help industry says, like, you know, we'll fix this problem and, like, consume this information as if the answer is outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think women are really good at looking at experts for life hacks rather than trusting their own intuition and voice. Yeah. Why do you think that? What do you think is the big obstacle that is keeping women from going inward? Um, that's a great question. I think in some ways it can, I always say that the longest journey of travel is 18 inches from my head to my heart. <laughs> we live in an information society where we're looking to the right thing. And I think, I mean, thinking about the patriarchy, it can be very easy to, there's patriarchal messages about what good is, what success is. And it can be easier to just follow that script rather than rewrite your own. And so I think women are are trained to look outside of ourselves and look the power, whether that be men or other other people in their life, um, for what, what what's expected of them rather than having the courage to define that themselves. What would you say it's like to live wildly and unapologetically? To know you can do anything, say anything, begin again as many times as you want, um, and you are going to be okay. Like you don't need other people's approval or opinions or validation like there's you're so internally validated um that you can change your life as many times as you need or choose yourself over and over again as many times as you need to come into full deep integration with with like who you are in the deepest sense and I feel like the human journey is just really going deeper and deeper into our consciousness and our um, our being and to, to live fully alive is to experience the full range of emotions mm. so like their deepest extent I I mean I, I t- was talking to you before this podcast that I signed with a literary agent for my book last week and it was obviously a dream that I've been waiting my whole life for but there was also some really deep pain in my life last mm. week that I had just set some boundaries with um, with a friend that's actually it's changing my living situation it's changing a lot about my life and so we have to experience deep pain in order to experience deep happiness. Mm-hmm. Like the second that as women, we shut down, we numb, we we suppress or deny our feelings, we're really missing what it means to truly be living. But yeah. we can't just have the happiness and the good without actually allowing ourselves to feel the pain and the brokenness, the grief and the anger. Something that I've come to believe over the past several years is that I feel like somewhere along the line, we were fed this lie that a good life is a life that doesn't have pain and that as if that's something that's achievable, a whole life without pain. And I think it's only achievable if you go numb and, and 
And something I've learned is that when you numb off a certain area of your life, it's not like your heart is selective. Like if you numb it off, it numbs off kind of everything. And so the ability to experience pain is less, yes, but the ability to experience joy is less as well and all the other great things that you can experience. And so I completely agree wholeheartedly with everything that you said, as difficult as pain is, it's just part of that process. And, you know, I, I think just and and Glennon Doyle's book, I know <laughs> we were saying that we both have enjoyed it and her Untamed book and her just talking about a phoenix where you have to let the pain happen and then, you know, you you rise again. And I just think that that is such a beautiful image and just everything that you were saying and how out of it that I feel like there's always lessons that we can gain from pain. Yeah, I I kind of have three big parts of, of vocation that I walk my clients through, but one of them is turning towards your pain and discomfort. Um, and it really is the pathway, like the path of descent is really the path feeling and you have to go into the darkness and actually just get used to living in the darkness. And it, it was so foreign to me to commit a whole year of my life, you know, like a whole year to really just turning towards my pain and processing it. Um, so it's not quick. It's not like a in and out of therapy in 60 minutes. We've got this done. Um, but I, I always say that that darkness is where I unlearned all the things that weren't serving. And I don't think we can move forward with this, yeah, this heavy baggage of our pain until we're, we surrender it, we forgive it, we let it go. And that art of learning to forgive yourself and to almost like unlearn. Yeah, the lies that you believe are a really important part of transformation and need to be honored and nurtured and are just so sacred. I agree. And I think the journey that you are taking your customers through that it is such it's hard work. But I think that investing in ourselves is just one of the most amazing, greatest journeys that we can take. It's, it's like, you know, you can travel all the world and that is great in itself. And I remember one day when I was just sitting, I was in New Zealand and I was sitting looking at these beautiful lake and mountains. And I thought as beautiful as this is, and as much as it is like stealing my heart right now, I don't think there's anything more beautiful than seeing someone come alive, like someone making all those changes that you're helping people make and just how it's so beautiful that we can create so much change that can just have repercussions into every area of our life in the world. And so i thankful for you and that you're helping that become true for so many people. I truly do believe when women stop being busy, they can be free. Mm. So I I do help women create like a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a yearly kind of self-care, self-care plan where they have so much clarity on what they love, what they want to do for themselves. And they know that they have the time in their life to do it because we we need to learn to trust we can do what feels good. I feel like the journey back to ourselves is actually leading into what's soft and easy and light um, and trusting that that path will get us to where we want to go. I love that. Well, and if someone wants to find out more about Sulcation and other things that you're having going on, how would they do that? And just tell us about what you're doing right now. Yes. Well, um, anyone who listens to this podcast can download. I actually have a free kickstart your summer Sulcation blueprint on my website at melodymiles.com. So if you're saying like, yes, I want to carve out a few months for a Sulcation, um, go download that PDF. And then I am over at Instagram at Ben Melody Miles. Well, and I would say how you're asking if you know if anyone is really resonating with this. And I just want to say that to anyone listening, watching, that if you are feeling that pull, like that is a real thing. And so much of everything that, you know, Melody is about, that I'm about is listening to yourself and just really turning up the volume on 
like she said, you know, going inward instead of going outward. And so I would just really encourage you to follow that pull because it is there for a reason. And I think that everything that Melly's creating is amazing. And I'm so excited for all the lives that she's going to change through it. Oh, thank you, friend. Um, yes, I'm so excited to be spreading your message of um, self-worth and courage and how we show up as our, our authentic self in this oh, world. Thank you. Well, and for a last question, what is one of your favorite things about yourself and how do you show that throughout your life? Yes, I love this question. I would say one of my favorite things about myself right now actually is my wardrobe. Yes. I told you that I wore a capsule wardrobe of navy blue at the Gates Foundation every day, almost for years. And through travel, I have collected just beautiful, colorful, inspiring pieces that make me feel free and loved. Um, so I do believe that like our environment and what we wear is really important to um, our essence and how we kind of love ourselves and show up in the world. So that is one of my favorite things about myself right now. I love it. And if you are listening to the podcast right now, thank you for listening. But also <laughs> check out the Instagram post about this video. I mean, this episode, and then also go to YouTube because you have to see what Melody is wearing because I love <laughs> <laughs> and tell us about that outfit because that outfit has a story. This does. So I am wearing a tiger dress, which um, I showed up after um, my whole year of travel back in Seattle um, at some at a boss's house and he opened the door without having seen me for a year and he just looked at this dress and says, oh, you've changed. <laughs> and it was that moment of knowing that um, I was finally expressing myself for the, for the first time and that this like, we all have an inner tiger. We all have that inner personality, that like inner voice that wants to scream or that inner child that wants to play that we're like holding up, bottling up. And so um, yes, this dress is always a reminder of expressing my inner tiger and um, showing up, whether it's in the corporate world or any other world, as your full self. Mm, I love that so much. Uh, well, thank you for joining today. It's been great to talk to you about this. Oh, such a pleasure. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks so much for joining me for the episode thus far. In a moment, we'll be recapping the interview. As shared in the interview, we both use Brand Builders Group. If you're looking for a proven system and process to take your personal brand to the next level, I want to highly recommend and introduce you to my good friends at Brand Builders Group. Brand Builders Group helped me get clear on my message, who I'm creating my message for, the services I want to focus on, and how to help my message go as far as possible. From keynote speaking to writing books to podcasting to social media and so much more. Also, the community within Brainbridge Group is phenomenal. The amazing support, advice, and friendships I have gotten in the Brainbridge Group community have been life-changing. Brainbridge Group is the best in the world at helping you find your uniqueness so that you can build and monetize your personal brand. And right now, they are offering a free brand strategy call to anyone who is serious about taking their personal brand to the next level. To request a free call, just email me at ashley at theashleybaxter.com. It's Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R. Their team is amazing and they will really help you get clear about your strategy to help you build more influence, impact, and income. Again, to request your free call, just email me at ashley at theashleybaxter.com. I know you'll thank me later for it. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Melanie. I could talk to her for hours. I feel like her and I speak the same type of language. And I hope that that conversation was as rich to you as it was to both of us. There is such an importance of turning down the hustle and bustle of this world 
because sometimes you are just going and going and going and you are saying no to yourself on every level. I know because that is so much of the life that I lived. I only focused on the things I had to do on other people and I didn't realize that I was just wearing thin in the process. Like Melody said in her story, how she ended up on the bathroom floor having a panic attack. I had panic attacks in one of my jobs 10 years ago and did not know what was happening. I thought I was maybe having a heart attack. And for those of you that had panic attacks, you know how scary that can be. And it's a sign that our body is giving us that there is something wrong, that something needs to change. And unfortunately, where I was working, they actually just prescribed us anxiety medication. Like that was, they had a, a, a doctor's office of sorts on site, which is great. But it did make me wonder, what, where am I working that that was something that like, okay, yes, here you go. You can have this. I think they would prescribe you a prescription for three months. And then after that, if you still were having issues, you need to go to see your true doctor. But the fact that it was just something that they regularly do so quickly showed how many people were having panic attacks in that building. And it wasn't anything like it was a horrible place to work. It was just a very stressful place to work. And it just really makes you stop and question things when you actually take a step back, which unfortunately I didn't take a step back until I actually left that company. And I remember having panic attacks right when I left. There was only a weekend between when I was leaving that one job to another job. And it was a really long time until I wasn't having panic attacks anymore because it does something to you. And we have to take care of ourselves. If you are having panic attacks, if you are having all these struggles based on all these different factors in your life that can be changed, then you need to make those changes because you're no good to other people in your life, the things in your life, your job, and to yourself if you are just hanging on by a thread trying to make all these pieces work and just get through the day. It is no way to live. So I love that everything that Melody is doing. It is so important. And I am just a big fan of everything that she is creating. And like I said in the interview, if what you heard really spoke to you, say yes, whatever that looks like. If that looks like you following Melody on Instagram, if that looks like you taking that free download that she has or signing up for something else she is offering, do it. Do not say no to yourself because I promise you that everything changes when you start saying yes to yourself. I said no to myself so much of my life, but it wasn't until I started saying yes to those nudges that things really started to change for the better. I could show up better for myself, for others, for work. It just compounds over and over again what your life can benefit and look like when you start saying yes to yourself, yes to the rest, yes to peace, yes to boundaries, yes to all these things that deep down, again, if you are feeling that pull, say yes. So I hope that this message has been really great for you. I can't wait to have Melody on again. There were so many things that we talked about that I loved and I hope that it has been really rich to you. If so, I would love to hear what some of your favorite takeaways were from the episode. So please put it on social media, tag me, tag 
at the Ashley Baxter, tag at the Melody Miles, and let us know what you thought. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at The Ashley Baxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the show and tune in every Tuesday for interviews with inspiring guests and every Thursday for a little message from me with tips to help you live with courageous worth. Until next time, remember you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.